Oh, what's really good? It's Backdoor Cover. It's Tuesday morning. It's July 14th, 2020, the greatest year ever. Just kidding. Hit the high point. Let's go. God, 2020 is fucking miserable. I hate it. I hate it the most. I've never hated anything as much as I hate 2020. And 2020 rolls on, and we're backdoor covered. Let's talk some sports. What do you say? Fun sports. Hey, I'm Micah. This is Brad. What's Gucci? Micah. Why so hateful, my brother? Uh, I mean, where do you want to? Do you want to? Where do you want to start? Well, let, let's start. Let's not. Let's, let's, let's not, not go not down. Talk about yeah, 2020. let's stay positive. This is a. Oh, excuse me. That's my slack going on. Oh man, you must be a, a, a very in-demand guy. I'm a slack boy. Slack I'm a Microsoft nice. Teams boy. I'm a uh, G-chat boy. I got lots of me- uh, mediums and methods of speaking with people, so it's well, lit. That's fabulous. Well, before we get into the show, let's talk about some of the mediums and methods that we have to talk to people, right. starting with Mind of Micah. I uh, released a podcast yesterday, went out Monday morning. Uh, it was called Micah Recommends, okay. where I talked about a few of the things that I'm really enjoying during this quarantine. And I took a hotline call, 800-392-6344. That's the same hotline for Backdoor Cover and Mind of Micah. If you have a question for me individually or about sports, leave leave that message there, 800-392-6344. What kind of things are you uh, recommending? I, call. Uh, I talked about what I'm listening to, okay. several different articles that I'm really enjoying, uh, some podcasts that I'm enjoying as well. Hmm. You just have to go to Mind of Micah and check it out. That's the Monday episode. And uh, we'll see what happens later this week. And now we are back to talk about backdoor cover. We, did we record Friday? What day did we last record? Mm, that sounds about we right. Recorded, I think we went Wednesday, Friday last week. They were outstanding episodes. And now we are back to talk about the world that we're in. Uh, things change all the time. Uh, basically, yeah, I guess we did talk Friday because the Big Ten had sort of made their decision to only play conference games in the fall. Right. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. There's a few other things, but uh, Brad, what what's on your mind? Well, Tiger's back. We got Tiger at Muirfield Village. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that. We did not prep for this podcast mm-hmm. together, and the top thing on my list is Tiger. Wow. So why don't you walk us through uh, Tiger and uh, what's going on with the big cat? Some backdoor synergy for you guys. So the big cat, the big cat returns, uh, Muirfield Village, so reminding everybody, the PGA Tour played at Mirfield Village last week. This is a doubleheader. They played there two times in a row this year because of uh, tournament cancellations and rescheduling. It just so happens that the uh, Workday Charity Golf uh, Tournament event, whatever you call it, uh, was last week at Mirfield, and this week is uh, the Memorial at Mirfield. And so the Memorial is the bigger of the two and is the tournament that the majority of of guys are going to play in it'll have the larger draw but last week had a really good draw as well we had Colin Marikawa defeated uh Justin Thomas in a playoff that was not televised it was it was on tape delay uh, I don't understand the this internet was outraged all. as well as I was uh not great for growing the game that's that's what I'll say if, if growing the game like, is your, what are we your doing one thing why would here. they what are you playing? Why are we they... playing Days of Our Lives on like soap opera TV or like they don't have content? Why wouldn't they just play it? Why were they playing the tournament early? I don't understand. Uh, that it, this that wasn't may like have been this was a tournament. Rain. I don't know this for sure. I haven't oh, looked. Was it rain? Well, because there was some rain delays. It just and didn't stuff. make any sense. It looked cloudy. It's, like, it's not like this was a tournament in Abu Dhabi and there's a big time difference mm. and they had to, to tape delay. No, it. I think it was it, like, weather. Maybe I'm guessing. 
But I'll then they just up. tape delayed it. It was very bizarre, and I and people were mad, and including me. I, I like I'm watching on Twitter, and people are losing their minds because I guess there was a stream somewhere. And then I flip on the TV, and they're three hours behind. It's very strange. The same players were on like number six. Yeah, the the stuff that they were showing on live television was uh, like previous uh, content. And, there, and it was being streamed on, I think it was CBS. So I watched it on the stream. Um, let's see. I don't see a specific reason for why the tape delay happened. It didn't make any sense. Oh, weather forced. Yeah, so I figured. Because it looked overcast, it looked rainy, and it had rain had pushed, uh, I think it was around 2 or 3. Uh, they had, like, had to take like an hour or two break in the middle of it, and uh, some of the guys finished their rounds up the following day. So... Looks like they moved it up in order to beat the rain out, essentially. And what happened was it was maybe one of the better playoffs that you will see uh, on the PGA Tour. I think Justin Thomas had something like a 50- or 60-foot birdie putt on the first playoff hole, and Kalamari Kawa had like a 30-foot, and Justin Thomas nailed Yeah, I his. think it was a 50 and a 26-footer. Yeah, it was two like really long ones, right? And they they both nailed them back-to-back, and that really kind of set the stage. And then I think they went through four holes. Justin Thomas put his tee shot behind a tree where he could not advance it. He had to punch it out into the fairway. Uh, Marikawa hit a three-wood off the tee, put it right in the middle of the fairway, hit his, hit his approach really close. Justin Thomas was not quite as close with his third shot, which was his approach, after uh, chipping out from behind a tree. And Marikawa finished, finished him off. He had two putts to, to win. So, uh, yeah. Big big win for Marikawa. He, if you recall, maybe two three weeks ago, he went into a playoff that he lost. Uh, what tournament was that? Whichever one it was, maybe three weeks back, where he lost in a playoff. Um, so this was a big redemption for him versus one of the best in the world, and Justin Thomas, who was playing great too. So it was an awesome tournament, man. I was really pumped, and it'll be kind of fun to watch the same course again because I watched it pretty closely throughout the week. Um, and it'll be interesting to have that uh, recognition and and remembering of the holes, you know, from the previous week. Can you hear that, by the way? Does it sound like someone's drilling into uh, my house? No, no, no. Yeah, there's not there's hearing some, it on my end. Some so. drilling going on at the moment. So apologies to the uh, listenership if y'all can hear that. Well, it doesn't bother me at all. Mm. Uh, yeah. So golf, Tiger's back. I'm I'm excited. I was watching the golf and like the commercials are just Tiger. Like they were yeah. just running like thirty second highlights of Tiger. They're really just... leaning into it. Yeah, so uh, we're excited though. So Tiger's back this week. He uh, was interviewed today, and he said they were like, "Have you ever played? When was the last time you played in front of like no, no uh, crowd?" And he was like, "Never." <laughs> He's like, <laughs> "He's like, there's never been." Never. He's like, because I think they were expecting to be like, oh, maybe when he was like in high school or right. juniors or in college or something. He's like, when was the last time you played without a gallery? He's like, never. I don't think that's ever happened. <laughs> so that's just kind of funny. It's such a humble brag, but it's. I mean, I'm people sure are probably true, so. following his ass around starting at like middle school. There's no. He was on national television at three years old. Yeah. Hitting golf balls. So I'm sure whenever he was out there playing. Uh, but it, I thought that was hilarious. So. Um, all right, so that's that's golf. Did this you by week. chance see the post the PGA this, Tour made uh, of all of Tiger's uh, like I think it was his top ten or fifteen shots at Mirfield? It was like the most no, incredible awesome. highlight reel I've ever seen. Like it it was worthy of being an entire career's worth of just unbelievable, incredible shots. And it's just one course that he's had some success on, but like 
it's just incredible the magnitude of that guy's resume, whatever, his his profile. So he balls. Yeah. Tiger fucks. So, yeah, well, there's no doubt about that. Uh, this was the first time, I think Jim Nance said on the broadcast, like, this is the first time you miss the audience or the, the gallery yeah. when these dudes knock down these fucking super long tournament, you know, saving putts <laughs> right. back to back and nobody says anything. Like, could you imagine what a crowd is like if a dude nails a 50-footer on a playoff and then the guy backs up and knocks in a 26-footer right afterwards? It's crazy. They weren't easy putts either. Um, no. Anyway. Uh, all right. Well, so that's golf. Uh, I mean, I don't. We could talk about Cam Newton. We'll get to that. Okay. I kind of want to talk about uh, UT football. Okay. Uh, not anything on the field, but the University of Texas. About a month ago, there was a, a list of demands set forth by several football players, and uh, some of those have now been been uh, met. And the most interesting of those is, and it wasn't actually anything that the players demanded, but the field will now be renamed after UT's, uh, this University of Texas, of course, two Heisman Trophy winners. The field will now be renamed Campbell Williams Field. The practice field. Uh, after, no, no, the the field on the in the stadium. Are you sure? A oh, thousand percent, buddy. Huh. It's still going to be. He, it's, but here's it's the Royal thing. Memorial Stadium. That's right. The stadium isn't renamed. Oh. The field on the stadium, which nobody oh. ever. Did you know who the field was named after before? Some lawyer. Yeah, Joe Jamail. Yeah. Uh, so it was Joe Jamail Field at Daryl K. Royal Texas Memorial Stadium. I got you. But nobody ever said, like, you know, it's not... Mizzou, for example, mm-hmm. refers to the stadium as Faro Field. That's like, welcome to Faro Field. Nobody ever said, welcome to Joe Jamail Field. Right. It's it always, always Daryl Royal yeah. Texas Memorial Stadium. Uh, or DKR, as some bozos call it. But anyway... They are now renaming the field, which nobody ever referred to anyway, as Campbell Williams Field, um, and which is something, I guess. What's interesting about it, though, is not Joe Jamel being like some sort of racist. It was his three sons decided that they should give up the name of it. And to be clear, his name is all over the building, so it's not like anybody's ever going to forget about Joe Jamel, uh, who was a very legendary lawyer. But the quotes from his son, Dare. D-A-H-R, Jamail, I don't even know how you say that. Dare. Are just, dare, are so crazy that I I have to read these. He's a 67-year-old man, okay? This is not somebody's kid. Uh, Quote, as I told Ricky earlier, I was watching that sickening video of George Floyd getting murdered. I just wept. I was just thinking, how did we fall so low to have a leaderless country, to have a president who supports white supremacists, this great people on both sides, horse shit, Truthfully, I don't give a a flying fuck if you quote me. It's sickening. It's embarrassing that people try to justify it. There's no middle ground here. It's not confusing. Our mothers, our churches, our synagogues, our mosques, our schools don't teach us this. It's a simple golden rule. The fact that George Floyd dies to make people think about what they see every day and allow it to become normal. We're not in normal times. We're leaderless. You've got a president that glorifies it. So this is a uh, 67-year-old white man saying this to an ESPN reporter, which uh, is pretty interesting. Uh, So there you go. Flammable flammable statements. Yeah. I mean, you call up Ivan Maisel, longtime ESPN college football writer, and just say, you know, I don't give a flying fuck if you quote me. (laughs) That's strong. So shouts shouts to them. I just, yeah. uh, UT and other news is going to keep the eyes of Texas, their school song, 
even though that school song uh, of a hundred years ago had was first re- performed like in minstrel shows and blackface, uh, but isn't necessary. I guess they came to the conclusion that it's not. Its history may be racist, but the song itself isn't necessarily racist. Uh, there other buildings on campus are going to be renamed. They're building statues to to black students and athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot going on at UT and a multi-million um, dollar investment in, from uh, UT athletes or to the UT athletes program that works on recruiting, attracting, and retaining the support of Black students. Yeah, if from the big cities in Austin or in Texas. So, so they made a lot uh, of accommodations, but the primary one that the athletes had requested to be changed, the Eyes of Texas song being. The, I don't think that was the primary oh, I one. I just think. I just think it it was the one that made the most headlines because yeah. people say, "Whoa, oh, you got to change derisive. the school song." Exactly. My dad was like, "Are they really going to change the fight song?" Like, I right. I think know. that was the one that just made the biggest the biggest headline and was the like they demand the the fight song. They had a long list of of things and they're going to yeah. get most of those. Right. And I think they're probably more impactful than changing the school song. So, uh, so there's your there's your local Texas update today. Nice. Um, Let's talk about pro football for a little while because, I mean, I, we could talk about the bubble. We can talk about bubble watch, things going on in basketball. Uh, Russell Westbrook is now testing positive for coronavirus. Oh. Uh, we'll see what that means. James Harden still hasn't shown up at camp, which seems weird. Uh, and now there was a report from Shams that he's going to fly, perhaps travel with Russell once Russell uh, gets healthy to the bubble, which means – that maybe, maybe Harden isn't healthy. I mean, I I don't. It's it's weird. Why wouldn't they just and say that he's not healthy, and that's why he's not coming till later? Does he? Is it a privacy issues or? There's, or? I guess there's privacy things. I I don't know. Interesting. Um, there's a lot of photos of of uh, James Harden looking skinny as shit, like looking like he's in great shape and ready to carry the load. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But it's weird that he would wait for Russell Will uh, Russell Westbrook to get healthy to travel to camp unless he also had tested positive but i i don't know i'm not going to speculate it's just it's weird because if russell westbrook announced yesterday that he has it that means he's got to wait at least i don't know 14 days like why is james harden waiting 14 days why can't he just get on a fucking private jet and be in in the bubble it's weird you know what else i think's weird that people associate being thin with being fit or being healthy healthy is the more specific uh oddity to me because i don't think that is an indication of health like, I think people who are healthy are well-fed and look healthy. I think people who are thin, like runway models and stuff, or like skinny people, whatever, that's a totally different thing than healthy. So I don't know. So I, I'm not so sure that there's that much of a benefit of being ultra-thin when you play basketball. I think that messes with your durability and a lot of different aspects. Obviously, it could have effects on your endurance and your ability to go up and down the court and remain less tired, but I don't know, man. I'd, I'd err on the side of being thick uh, when it comes to physical activity and you know full contact sports. We shall see. Harden always a guy who people have had questions about his Work. commitment in yeah. some ways. Never a guy known for having like a six pack and being shredded, uh, but he is like a strong physical guy who draws a lot of fouls. And you think that if he looks like rookie Kevin Durant, that might be a problem. But we'll see. I mean, shit, maybe he's had the coronavirus. And that could be the reason he's been, that. and that's a problem, yeah. There's a, a lot of the photos have shown him, like, hiking these mountains and shit oh. and getting in great shape, so who knows. Uh, if you want to know how big 
pro football is in this country, just go to ESPN.com. The top two stories are uh, Cam replacing Brady is the elephant in the room, and OBJ, the blonde is back, and a new attitude too. Uh, the third story, Eagles re-signed pro bowler Peters to play uh, guard. This is uh, an offensive tackle. They're, they're moving to guard. These first two stories, though, from Cam and ODB, both are o- OBJ, I should say. Okay. Both come from OBJ's YouTube show, uh, which I don't know what it's called. It's on. It's called The Bigger Picture. Can you with see how OBJ. many people follow it? Well, it has 183,000 views at the moment. Wow. The Bigger Picture with OBJ, Cam Newton, Todd Gurley, and Victor Cruz, or Vic Cruz, as he said. They, he has 216,000 followers. This is on OBJ's personal uh, YouTube page. Uh, these four dudes are like at a restaurant and appears to be in L.A. Uh, there's glasses of wine on the table, and they're just having a conversation. Um, but Cam is smoking a cigar inside, wearing a po- gray polo with a sweater tied around his neck, and he's also wearing a ridiculous white hat. He's wearing glasses. He has uh, several uh, bracelets on, like 10 bracelets on his left hand. Swag. While he's smoking a cigar with a glass of wine in front of him. This is a we- He's got dreadlocks. He's really... He really looks ridiculous. I'll just... I'm just going to say it. It's... This guy isn't the reigning MVP at this moment. He's a guy trying to fight for a job. I'm sure Bill Belichick is just watching this going like, what what, what are you doing here, fam? Uh, I, we'll start with Odell because who cares? The, I mean, the Browns are fucking losers, as is o- OBJ. It's a guy who's never won anything. So the headline uh, reminded me just, again, was it that he has a new attitude? The, the Beckham headline is, uh, he says, the blonde is back and so is a different attitude, mm. which... That's kind of confusing. Like, if the blonde is back, shouldn't your old attitude be back? Uh, maybe it's a different attitude than last season. He took off his hat. Uh, let's see. The question from Victor Cruz asked Beckham what his mindset is for the new season uh, after a disappointing 6-10 year. Beckham just took his hat off, revealing the blonde locks he donned throughout his tenure with the Giants, which were absent with the Browns. Uh, everyone declared the blonde is back. Here's the quote. This is how I feel. I'm tired of playing your game. Like me and Cam talk about that humble shit when you were inside. Like we are humble men, but they've taken that humbleness as a weakness and they shit on us. It's crazy to me because when you're up and you're talking, they hate it. And for me this year, I'm trying to kill. Like that's it. That's why the blonde is back. There's nothing you can tell me. Nice. He brought his demolition man hair back. It's pretty tight. Newton said working out this offseason with Beckham uh, has been working out this offseason with Beckham, has his swagger back, comparing OBJ to Simba in The Lion King. Quote, I was seeing this side, and it was just like he believing in himself, Newton said. Mm. And I'm like, bro, do you not know who you are, bro? You got to roar, bro. (laughs) This might have – so this is probably not all that relevant to most people, but to me it's very relevant because ODB is on my – Dynasty OBJ. Fantasy. Yeah, I keep calling him ODB, don't I? I he, well, I started. So, Blonde is back. That uh, that applies to me as well. I might have to go dye my hair blonde and go OBJ this uh, fantasy season. That's good. Then the, the other headline, Cam Newton says replacing Tom Brady is, quote, the elephant in the room. Uh, here's the quote from him. You know what? You know who you're coming after. I'm like, yeah, great. What he was, what he is, is great. He needs no talking about it. But one thing about it, 
Coach McDaniels, you're able to call some stuff that you ain't never been able to call now. You're getting a dog. You're getting one of these ticked-off dogs, too. And I'm looking at the schedule like, who are we playing? That team passed on me. Okay, that team passed on me. They could have come and got me. He's a big dog. So uh, Cam's Cam's mad. Uh, He has not held an introductory press conference since uh, officially signing. Well, the signing was announced July 8th. This is, again, uh, coming from OBJ's YouTube page. Okay. Guess that's how we're talking to the media now. I think Noon's going to crush it this year. We shall see. What do you think? And you got to see this outfit. You got to see this. Oh, I know he's it's, looking ridiculous. That man loves getting dressed up. A thousand percent. Um, what else we got here, Brad? If we're looking at headlines, uh, if you're looking for live sports tonight, the the basketball tournament TBT, the championship game is tonight on oh, ESPN yes, at seven p.m. Tonight. Eastern. I I looked at the preview for this, and I've never heard of any of the players playing. I was hoping that. I guess Joe Johnson had been playing in this, but his yeah. team must have gotten beat. God, uh, I saw I just, him. Uh, I saw. I watched actually this weekend, and he put up like thirty-eight points on. Uh, I think it was called Heard. That is the team. It's like a Marshall, like a bunch of alumni Marshall players, and they had like four balding white guys, like in their mid-thirties, all trying to guard Joe Johnson, and it was hilarious. He just torched these dudes. It's like overweight. Middle-aged white guys with balding hair, like, and they didn't shave their head. They need to shave it so that you couldn't see the balding spots. But uh, yeah, JJ went off on them fools. Joe Johnson. Well, uh, yeah. So that's there's hoops on tonight. That's good. Um, we we haven't talked about the Washington professional football team that is no longer the Redskins. Do you have any takes on this? Yeah. Yeah, me neither. I, I mean, I just we've talked it was about funny this how plenty. Uh, Snyder this is was something like, people have been. This will never ever happen. Like four years ago, and now FedEx pulls out, and he's like, "This will happen now." Because yeah. FedEx, their biggest it's, sponsor, right? Yeah, that basically said like, "We will pull out, and we will not pay you." Uh, for Money the talks, naming baby. Rights Money talks. Building. Yeah, and it happened overnight. Uh, I like that Snyder put out a statement that mentioned the word Redskins seven times on it, and had <laughs> the Redskins logo and letterhead on the on the statement. It's like, what What are you doing here, man? Just get over it. Is this like the last time you can say it, so you're just going to say it 100 times? Well, they haven't the other released weird... the rebrand, right? They haven't decided the name. Or no, they or haven't come up with that stuff. yet. Okay. The other thing that's weird to me is that um, all of the statements mention Ron Rivera. That's what I was going to say. hired as the coach like yesterday. Yeah. he's He's been with the organization, I mean, I don't know, four or five months, however long it's and been. And he has major influence on what they're going to call their franchise moving forward for the rest of the whatever. I, I, it's very strange to me. It's not like this dude's like won championships. It's not like we've been talking to, uh, you know, Joe Gibbs and he's going to have major impact on it. Like he got here yesterday. Why is he in charge of this? I, I don't get it. It doesn't seem fair to him. Um, apparently he spent a lot of time in, uh, with Carolina talking about how important the military is. And so it's sort of been all of his statements mentioned, you know, how important it is to, to reference the military or, or something. But mm-hmm. it just seems weird that, like, that burden is put on him. He's not even, it's not like he's the coach and general manager. He's just the coach. He's a football coach. It's strange. Um, but, I, I mean, I think it's pretty apparent that, that they have one of the worst owners in, in all of sports and certainly in the NFL. And, Rivera, uh, he has Native American heritage in his blood, right? 
No, I don't think so. Oh, I thought that I had read. Uh, I don't think it has does. anything to do with and that. And I thought that maybe I don't think had it has anything to do with some that. some role in it. Why he would be a consultant, but yeah. Anyways, I don't know. All speculation. Very strange. Wow. Um, but, but oh, you want to go to the hotline? We got we got five minutes here. You want to do? We're it real still quick? in a thirty minute or free podcast, so uh, yeah, let's go to the hotline. 800-392-6344. 800-392-6344. We have an old friend calling in, so play it. Here we go. Oh, shit, backdoor cover. It's your boy Will from Michigan calling in yet again. Uh, calling about the Big Ten schedule this season. Honestly, not that disappointed. The big thing that I'm really sad about is I was going to go out to Washington and go watch us absolutely pound that shitty Huskies team, but that stadium is fucking gorgeous, and I was looking forward to it. Mm. Uh, what pisses me off is that Michigan's just going to get screwed. We're just going to get fucked. You know, I love the Big Ten. I love Big Ten season. But Ohio State's going to play some pussyfoot, like, shitty Illinois team or Northwestern team at home, probably get handed two cupcake Big Ten games out of, you know, the freaking best conference in the country, and we're going to get screwed. I'm hearing that Michigan. Oh. Uh Uh-oh. We got cut off. Yeah. Well, thankfully, Will from Michigan didn't call back again. But Will Will from Michigan is excited for – Big Ten football. The other thing that's happened since uh, we last spoke is that the SEC came out. Greg Sankey, the uh, commissioner of of that league, the only league that really matters, uh, seemed really pessimistic. Hmm. He was not did he did not have uh, good things to say about possible uh, the things going on, okay. which I think is concerning. A lot of people, at least in the South, were like, "Oh well, the SEC will still play; we'll be fine." That seems un. I don't know. He had some. Uh, his his tone was was uh, bad. If you're looking for football in the fall, did he we say anything see. declarative like whatever this? No, needs to but happen he just said this, that. Or yeah, go nothing. Ahead. No, he just kind of his tone though was was definitely uh, hmm was negative. Okay, so we shall see. Well, that motherfucker better cheer up. Let's go. It's football season. Oh man, I just hope that we. Uh, I'm really hoping for the spring. What you're hoping that they push it to the spring? You mean? Yeah, I just don't think there's any way college football is gonna be able to get their shit together and mm. have a fall season. And I, I think that the NFL is gonna push forward with this. And yeah, I, think I think that think there's the, enough I think money the NFL and, and goes, like yeah. it's, you know, and so maybe we get the NFL in the fall, and maybe we get college football in the spring. Maybe. I, I just think that's what I I think that's where we're headed. I don't see how you could do this. Mm. Um, now that these schools are getting canceled, California's not even having school in the fall. Like I, it just. Ugh. But that's it. Let's not let's not dwell on this. Uh, let's check out Mind of Micah though. Hmm? Check it out. Share it with a friend oh, and share oh, this okay. podcast backdoor cover with a friend. Uh, we're we're we we are in ongoing discussions with the men of Titan High. Yeah, we're negotiating they're really contracts. Replying, they're not really replying to my text right now, but uh, if football happens again, things will heat up, and we'll have baseball. I mean, we're we're like two weeks away from like having real sports happening. Yeah, they'll in, uh, they'll come in around like an whenever overload situation. Uh, sports actually are, are on the docket and and things are happening. I I would imagine we'll be hearing from them sooner than later. Always, all we need is snacks to get Garza back on board. So it's true. Uh, it's we'll true. work on that. All right, hit the outro music, Brad. Let me get you. Call that hotline, fam. 800-392-6344. Until next time. Mm, Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening.